nude pile driver. New. Yeah. New. Are you Hold being... on. I have to do that one thing first. <laughs> that one thing happens every now and then. La 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 la. <laughs> It'll be a real door. We'll have a real studio with real walls. Right now we have the Les Nessman studio. And a, and, a, and a green room for the hot chicks. We need a green room. So we actually we just need a green door. I heard about that. Yeah. Just a green piece of paper on the door. <laughs> oh, you know, if you listen to enough podcasts, you get this sense that I that's all I do. This podcast. And nobody knows about your alter ego, who's a superhero. My alter ego is a superhero? Yes. I have an alter ego? I heard. I think I have one. I'm just mesmerized by the cars going by on the freeway out there. If you close the window. No. I'm going to be distracted. <laughs> Speaking of distracted, we have no distractions in the studio today. Classroom, I mean. <clears throat> the classroom? classroom <clears throat> i know we might we might hear some because the fans are filing in for the giants game That's right. at least into the last remaining giants parking lot what were they thinking build a ballpark have voluptuous amounts of parking and then go hey look at that land we can use that for something real like <laughs> oh, a building the giants knew what they were doing they did yes and then and then and then they take the n away they take the n away but uh you get to ride the train up the peninsula to the ballpark. And they're going to be right. adding another train coming up the peninsula. That's very cool, but they took the N away. I know. What the hell are they thinking? What happens with the O and the P? <laughs> the bell rings. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the countdown better. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're listening to Beer School. We're hell. 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 Oh, I see where this show's going already. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and all of the numbers that you might use to describe what you're tasting. The best part about homework is... What is the best part? Beer. Beer. Beer is the homework. The homework is beer. What was our homework last week, John? Uh, our homework from last week was... I, was oh, no, go ahead. It was uh, to tell us about what beer you drink when you're either at the ballpark or uh, uh, watching a game on TV. That's right. Nobody's written in about that yet. Uh, but they are writing in about comments about the show. The beer and salad show? Yes. So Clayton, uh, our friend from... He's from Idaho or somewhere. The guy outside Boise. Yeah, that's right. He's the guy outside Boise. I have a friend who lives in Boise. They should hook up. Yes. Um, great show. Well done. I didn't listen to the show on April 1st, so I wasn't even thinking about it being a joke. I thought that the oh, ham- Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you're listening no, to this. No, they've, already, they've already listened to the show. They've already listened to Beer and Salad. But okay. maybe they didn't get through all of it. Maybe they thought That's that... That's true. Something. Well, this is going to be a spoiler. I thought that the hams was unbelievable, and having the guy... Who invented the raisin in a salad? <laughs> it was hilarious, but the beers were great. I enjoyed the arrogant bastard and the Rasputin Imperial Stout. Both were great beers. IMHO. Excellent. Yeah, and then Bullcut writes, "Awesome show once again." I just listened to it. I literally broke out in a horse laugh at the end when it came out of the bag. I was out for a nice drive and wasn't thinking about any jokes. I just figured, well, Foster pulled. One way out of his ass this time. <laughs> Wait until you hear today's show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pulling. Um, let's see. Do I have any other listener mail here? Once again, um, here's that. We'll talk about some more, more of that later. The uh, uh, We had somebody write in to say, please don't talk about San Francisco so much. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We'll talk about it once in a while, but... <laughs> It, the thing we, is, it's a frame of reference, and we don't mean to beat everybody up about how cool the place is. But we uh, try to we try to try to keep some balance between. Uh, well, you'll see our show this our, our show this week is going to be not so much about San Francisco, but also it's you know experiences is getting out and seeing things, and so we have to describe what we get out and see. Yeah. So a couple of things happened. Baseball is back. Yes, opening That's day. So fun, which means that we're running into lots of people um, that are beer. Yes. So. Because of that, we have some kind of incredible things that are going to uh, 
that are going to show up in the next a couple months. Yeah. You know, to show how much we cared, we spent most of Tuesday, which was when the Giants opened and choked against the Dodgers. Uh, we didn't go to the game. Uh, instead, we just hung out at our dear old local 21st Amendment and uh, ran your, into your garden. First person I ran into, uh, we'll, we will eventually have a show on the road from a well known brewery up in the North Bay. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. That will be fun. Uh, and then, we yeah. We even have the name of that show already. <laughs> exactly. We haven't even done the show, and we're like, oh, that's the name of that show. Um, but it was opening day was a blast. Oh, so much fun. Uh, opening day IPA, cigars in the in the beer beer garden, as we've been schooled as to how to say it. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to to focus on Twenty First Amendment, but they set up this. It doesn't take much to set up a great beer garden. They shut down half an alley next to the brewery, throw out some tables and these little planter boxes, and put a little cooler out there with some beer on tap, and you've got a rip-roaring party before baseball games. It was fun. I mean, getting getting back to what you could do uh, in your own community, you could if somebody's got a little bar and they've got some space next door and the weather's nice, uh, you could talk to them about getting some chairs and stuff out in the alley. And There's stuff to go through with the city to get all the permits. but uh, Basically, if you ask, and the city will go, oh, yeah, of course, you can do that. Yeah. Here's the five rules that you have to follow. But other than that, there it is. Exactly. I was really excited when the very when they said that they were going going to do it. I'm like, do I have to write a letter? Do I have to help? You know, do yeah. I have to do I have to knock on businesses' doors and say, "We'd really like to have this." Um, so today we have an interesting show. The idea of the show, original idea of the show, fell through. Couldn't find the beer, yes. which speaks. We we're either too late on that, like they already drank it all, right, or we just went to the wrong place, right. Which is a really big surprise because of where we went, and they didn't have it. The guy remembered having it, but <laughs> John worked on this for a while. I but did. I thought we had about a big this, we had a big fall through, so we'll do it later. Yeah, we still want to do that show because I think it'll be fun. But we have a different show. Uh, yes, this is a Plan B, and it's a brilliant Plan B. You know, it's if you like your beer fresh, uh, then you should like your ideas fresh. And this idea is about twenty minutes old. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm holding it. So this is the this is the beer you can get everywhere show. Or we hope you can get we everywhere. We hope you can get this. And if not, there's a style that's very similar to this style that you can enjoy along with uh, along with us. Yes. So we have a German style and we have an Austrian style. Yeah, the German style is uh, good old Lohenbrau. Good old Lohenbrau. And not the, made in Irwindale. Right for uh, Lohenbrau is. I remember as a kid, probably the best known of the German beers from back, say, 15, 20 years ago. And Lohenbrau is one of the big, either six or seven Munich breweries, one of the, the only breweries that brew in the city of Munich can be at Oktoberfest in Munich. And Lohenbrau is one of those breweries. Um, and about 20 years ago, we stopped in the United States getting German Lohenbrau because Lohenbrau and Miller made a deal where Miller was brewing Lohenbrau at their plants around the United States. And since, you know, back in the day, I couldn't tell the difference between a German Lohenbrau or an American Lohenbrau, I can't tell you whether, you know, if there was any difference between the two. But what caught our idea, or what caught our eye today as we were at a, uh, a great big liquor store, beer store, looking for our A beer and had to go to our B list here, was that now Lohenbrau is back being imported from Munich. Um, and Lohenbrau, since it was big back in the day, and it's back being brewed for Munich, we thought it'd be an interesting beer to talk about and sort of the idea of um, this beer coming full circle, going back to becoming an import after being brewed here. A couple of things. One was this was the beer to pour when you wanted something more. <laughs> <laughs> was that their thing? That was, yeah. yeah. There was a song that went with this. We'll tonight, find... it was it Tonight's the Night? Yeah, Tonight's the Night. Tonight is kind of special. The, the beer, beer you pour, pour must, must be something more. So for, for tonight, 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 let it be Lohenbrow. Lohenbrow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we did a lot of research. Right here it says, I'm holding in my hand this notation that says, since 1383. Damn. Um, you know, this is probably... 1383 is a long time ago. That's almost as good as saying, what's the beer like? It's awesome. Um, 
that's the best description we ever had of a beer on on school. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> but this is if you start to think about you know, especially if you're uh, in most of our English speaking world, uh, Australia and the United States, what was going on here uh, 650 years ago? Not no, much. <laughs> not much. Exactly. Uh, they weren't brewing beer. Actually, they were they were um, looking for gold. No, not no, not, this, not in 1383. No, the, wh- who's the conquistador that went up through Mexico and killed everybody? No, I think that's pre. That's that's, that's pre. That's Columbus not, was 1492, right? So there, and so 1492 minus 1383 is a hundred and something years. There were Vikings here, I'm sure. Yeah, but not on the west coast. The Chinese were here. I never heard the Chinese are here. Yeah, evidently the Chinese went all around the world and they set up these these clock things or these places where they could do uh, star sightings. Really? Yeah, and there's these these base. They started to find them, and it was just like, okay, here's a pile of rocks. What's this for? And nobody made the connection. And then they somebody said, hey, we saw one over. We have one over the here there. I was like, uh, huh? Who made these? Well, in the in the. Uh... Looking at 1383, if you can trace your way back to 1383, that means there's documentation there. You know, these are cities and towns with records, and, you know, Lohenbrau has been making beer at this one place. Should we talk about the beer? Yeah, let's talk about the beer. <laughs> so the beer is in a green bottle. And what, what did we learn about green bottles? Green bottles are to be feared. And when I uh, opened it, it was almost the exact same sort of pssst and yeah. the, uh, the whiff that you get from Heineken. Exactly. So this would be interesting to try in Munich. I have done that. I haven't either. <clears throat> it would be interesting to try in a can, but we're probably not going to find Lohenbrau in a can. I think I've seen Lohenbrau in cans. I don't think we're going to find that here. Anyway, the kids will report in. I like it. As, as, as the Pilsners, the Pilsner Lager, sort of German golden stuff goes... This is a little bit sweeter than some of the other ones we've had, like the Pilsner Urquell and the, especially the Radeberger. Well, and the Trumer that I tried for uh, for my pre beer. Yes. Uh, this is much sweeter than the than the Trumer. The Trumer is more bitey mm-hmm. in the beginning. But getting back to our, what would your next beer be? Lowenbrow would be a good step up from the the American beer in cans. I would have to disagree with that. Okay. Because. There's two problems here. <clears throat> One of them is is that if you get this beer and it's been damaged, oh, it'll taste then, icky. Then it'll be. Then you won't have a good impression of the beer. Okay. Okay. Um, the John's other, always thinking. I'm just talking. The other problem is is I I believe that from a pilsner point of view, your local pills is the way to go. Right. Something that doesn't have to travel very far, because it's a it's such a it's a it's a beer that gets damaged. Uh, by moving it. It's kind of like the, taking the french fries home. And by the time <laughs> you don't eat the french fries on the way home, then the french fries will be bad. Yes. So I'm not sure that this is a beer, you know, a next beer. I think you should try it, but I'm, I'm not going to call it out as, you know, one of those next, you know, your next four beers or your next eight beers. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, I was the guy who... I was the guy who came up with the salad and beer salad idea. Salad and beer ideas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this is for my palate. It's a little bit sweet, but it's not icky. It's not icky like the Miller. We're not tasting. We're not tasting off flavors in this. It's just a sweeter. Remember, you know, while we had that um, that skunky aroma when yeah. it opened, it doesn't have the, any of those characteristics in the right. in the in the the taste. You know, it's not it's not uh, Heineken sour. Yeah. No, when I was doing, maybe when Oktoberfest rolls around, yeah. uh, we can do a tasting of all the Oktoberfest beers because I think we can get them all here. And I can, I'm going to try and name all the, there's Hackershore, Pauliner, Spaten, uh, Lone Brow. What am I forgetting? Uh, they say Pauliner. Anyway, doing it, it, we could really do all the Oktoberfest beers because I think all of them are re- readily available here if I can just remember what they all are. You can probably find it on and, the interweb. And Lo- Lohenbrau is one of them. So this is one of your beers from Munich. This is one of the, uh, you know, the face of, one of the big faces of German beer. I think, you know, the other thing is, is that 
lot of people will remember Lowenbrow from a, as an American product, and they won't like it, right? Because it was kind of a, I don't know, it was a, it was marketing beer. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was sort of the impression of well, if you're making it by Miller, what is it? What does it matter what right. its name is if you're? But you know, the German breweries are all gigantic commercial breweries as well, so you should be able to make the same thing. It's just sort of a, I think Lowenbrow when they were really into the were being, you know, it's they're getting uh, made by Miller. That's really when the the micros or the pre micros like Henry Weinhardt started mm -hmm. to get attention, and so it sort of was stuck in the other beers that are that were starting to say hey we're made here we're made you know within this part of the country at least and uh, you know whether it's shiner or uh or henry weinhards or some other sort of uh what's the the one on the east coast that's been around forever yingling was it yingling uh, i don't know i have or rolling rock rolling rock same is, sort of thing where the marketing is, which, which is latrobe but then not anymore right but the whole uh yeah, I think it sort of got caught in the uh, all the American breweries starting to come up and say, you know, this is your local beer, and all of a sudden Lohenbrau is this German beer that's not a German beer anymore. It's an American-made beer. But moving liquid around the world is an expensive proposition. I kind of am I'm, I'm always amazed that they can take this beer, ship it from from here from point A to point B, and it still is like seven bucks. Right. Like that, just how is that possible that you can move something halfway 5, around the world, miles, five thousand yeah. miles, and still only charge seven dollars? And you know, like the uh, uh, it's like the Australian wines that you see that are four dollars a bottle. Yeah, or the Chilean wines yeah. that are coming up out of Chile. What do they do? Put that in a tank and then no, ship it's the all bottled. And, and yeah, I know. Put it in a box like and like, maybe the ship costs less than we think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not an economics guy. I just <laughs> I just ponder that every time. Like, huh? Okay, the anchor is local, and that costs eight bucks. Right. And the loan brow is from Germany, and it costs six dollars. Well, as a friend of mine who we will hopefully have on the show at one point said, um, the big breweries part of the way that they can keep their prices down is they only use a couple of people to make billions and billions of gallons of beer right. at a time. Total automation. I mean, if you think a, a, a batch that comes out of a, a big beer factory is going to be possibly more than the entire output of your local brew pub in a year. Right. Um, the scale is amazing. It's all robots. Buttons it's, and robots. It's wires. Oh, my button-pushing finger. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mouse callus. You have a mouse callus? I have a mouse callus right here. From hard work. Hmm. I always <laughs> switch up my mouse. I always have different, I always have different divide, rodents that I yeah. use. Because, you know, if I, if I don't, then the rodent, I get a hand cramp in a certain way. And uh -huh. when I get a different mouse, then my hand uncrimps there and goes a different way. But that's the computer class, and we're not taking computer <laughs> class. <laughs> we're talking about beer. What did I do yesterday, John? You went – so, yeah. No, I was all excited about this, and then I got buried, and I couldn't go. But Motor went to the Firkin Festival over in Berkeley. What's a Firkin? A Firkin is a keg. It's a quarter barrel of beer, which is about 10 gallons. And so the Firkin is – Firkin is a keg. So that's – it's a Firkin. Firkin is the barrel. And it's served in the style where it's just out. The beer has been chilled, but now it's just out in the room. They put a spigot in one end, and they pull out, and I forget the name of the word, a little peg from the other end. Right, where the bung is. Yes, in the bunghole. <laughs> I know you're going to say it. <laughs> I am bungholio. Uh, and so the beer, without carbonation, just naturally pours out of the cakes or the firkins. And gravity. that's the, why they call it a gravity, the gravity fest. Yes. And so it's a very traditional way to serve beer. Earlier, uh, I think at one time we talked about the alt beers and the Kolsch beers in Germany where they come out of the barrel right there in the room. Um, but it was about two dozen local breweries from around Northern California. Um, and just a really good time. It's another example of how wherever you might be, uh, you might try and get your local bar at some time to bring in a couple of other just regular kegs of beer 
and form a special event about getting in some other beer besides what's usually available. Could you imagine how fun it would be to have the light beer festival? (laughs) (laughs) So it's all day. Of course, you left early. I left early. I had to go do family stuff. You left before the... Before the, the place went dry. Stuff was already running out, though. That's another thing. It's it's interesting because there is one barrel of everything. Right. And as that barrel disappears, uh, it's done. And Because and the rules are that they can't bring more than one? I don't know if it's a rule. I think everybody just sends one. Right. And I think some were probably some probably still have some beer in them today mm-hmm. when it's done. Others went pretty fast. Um, and most of the styles were relatively heavy beers. Uh, there so were, IPA style, IPAs. Uh, there was a, a a stout that was aged in a bourbon barrel, mm. and it was a relatively new bourbon barrel. So you got this real flavor of bourbon at the back of the stout that made me say ah on my first sip. Um, there was even a cider that was uh, in the firkin. It was sort of a cloudy clear cider. Is that from Two Rivers? That's uh, from Two Rivers. Um, and Triple Rock had their. Uh, uh, bad monkey, no banana. <laughs> and so, and so no, you could just imagine. So you know, there was just monkey and monkey in the beer, but no banana. Uh, yes, and it was a uh, it was a fundraiser for the Jane Goodall Roots and Shoots organization. Jane Goodall did uh, does a bunch of work with chimpanzees, and I was disappointed that there were no chimpanzees chimpanzees in attendance. There was no Jane Goodall either. No, no Jane Goodall, but a lot of uh, volunteers and people who work with the foundation. Right on. Yeah, well, that's worthwhile. So. Link to that in the show notes. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? But I mean, it shows if you just if you get some action together, you can put on a little beer fundraiser, even uh, like your local, you know, Rotary or Lions Club. If uh, the town allows it, you could have a little mini beer festival of your own on whatever you They're can find in your to area. Put together because I know it's basically you need a tent on on some parking lot on a hot day. You need a band inside. A worthy charity. A worthy charity. Because then they just go, oh, you're not just doing it to get drunk in the parking lot (laughs) at 10, are you? No, we're raising money for the Girl Scouts. I don't think the Girl Scouts would appreciate the the connection. Local fire department. Local fire department would definitely be into the idea of of beer and money. And chili cook-off. Chili cook-off. That's right. Add the food part. Add the food component to your mini... uh, festival and there you go because you can do this anywhere it's just people haven't gotten around to doing it as much other places as they might in uh around here so maybe you could be maybe the first uh the first annual uh oh give me a town name anywhere could be uh the genesis of that festival could be happening right now to somebody out there listening to this podcast you know the first the first saddle groton beer john just gave me a coaster the um Kids have not done their homework from two shows ago, where we said send us a coaster. Yes, we have prizes for people that send in coasters. We got a we got a four pack of beer uh, sent in by a listener. I have to say it was the coolest four pack of beer that I've ever <laughs> seen. So we, I want to describe that four pack okay. because it came in a it, it came in a four pack a four holder. pack holder from uh, from North Coast Brewing Company. And uh, which is that crazy, weird, over malty thing called Giggle? No, that's Red the Seal. Oh, Prankster. Prankster, spelled with a Q. Prankster's a yeah, they're Belgian thingy. And it's a big beer, which is why it comes in four. Because you'll probably have one and go, huh, "Good thing I don't have six. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best way to describe it would be interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, inside of the Prankster four pack were four beers two of them were from 2000 one of them was from 2003 and the other one's from 2004 we have (laughs) and and these came to us because somebody was cleaning out the fridge yes cleaning out the garage beer fridge the garage beer fridge because there was i don't know something bad in there and it needed to be changed and i think they were just rotating the stock probably (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so we have two cans of Budweiser, two cans of Budweiser from 2000. We have a Bud Light from 2003, and we have a Coors, not a Coors Light, but a proper Coors. Coors Banquet Beer. <laughs> That's right, from 2004. 
And so at some show in the future, yeah, we're it, going to taste these side by side. So with when we fresh get beer. when we have the guy, when we have well, he's he's actually moving. When he's out, uh, when he's we're going to see what's going on. Oh, uh, you know I got this wrong. Oh, you can have the rat burger coaster okay. this week, John. Right on. Anyway, the, it's Easter. I was going to say in the spirit of in the spirit of, of Easter bunnies. in the spirit of Easter, John, and you know in the spirit of chocolate bunnies. You know that I'm, I I love that joke. <laughs> when he, and when he comes out and sees the shadow, there's four, <laughs> six more weeks of winter. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. So yes, that's a future show. So to that's look a future show. We've we, got so many. We great actually that's a surprise. So yes. that guy doesn't know that that well. He's going to no. listen to the show and he's going to go, oh, oh, oh really? Well, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why do you have beers that are seven years old? But they were kept in the refrigerator yeah. the entire time. So they're probably so. not heat damaged. They're probably going to no. be okay. Yeah. And they're cans, so they have the, they have the the chance of making it that long. Um. All right. Next beer. We have uh, from Mexico, and speaking of conquistadors, yes, there's a conquistador in the uh, the logo. I would say that's a Aztecian oh, it's a Mayan Mayan it's a Mayan somebody. conquistador. He's the opposite of conquistador. <laughs> yes, he's a conquistadid. <laughs> he's a conquistadid. So um, it's Bohemia brand beer. Yes, and we talked about this on. One of the shows already. Yes, just a little bit. We were talking about how how places, how these breweries got made all around the world. Um, they they brought in the Germans or the Austrians uh, who already were running a brewery, and they set up the exact same brewery to those specs so that they could brew beer in uh, other countries, right? Like Mexico, Canada, Australia. Thailand, China, China. Most of the beers that you find around the world are all derivatives of a German or Austrian style or Czech style. And so Bohemia, um, or Bohemia, so we get our our Spanish pronunciation correct. Um, Bohemia refers back to the part of uh, Germany and the Czech Republic where the scary fairy tales come from and the, the, the woods and all that where the Pilsners really started. And Bohemia is uh, the answer to my favorite beer trivia question. Name the uh, the the last large surviving uh, Viennese, well, the last large surviving uh, example of a Vienna lager style beer, and that would be Bohemia. It's not something that's made in Vienna, Austria. It's something that's made in Monterey, Mexico, by a company called Flufa. No, I had it here. It's from. It's a strange brewery. It is. But this is, again. Uh, FEMSA. FEMSA. Um, It must stand for something. It's it's a. Free everyone. My. In in Spanish. Soda Association. Johnny in Spanish. It's Mexican brewery. Federico Bruaco as Caso La Papa. I don't know Spanish. We're, um, we're making stuff up like we did last week now. <laughs> no, it's, uh, but the point is, and this is the genesis of, a, of another later show that we haven't really – we have to do research for the next later show. Um, looking at beers around the world that are based on German styles and tasting them against the original German oh, style right. to see how things yeah, have grown We were grown trying to put a show together today, and it didn't work because we didn't have enough research. Right. It wasn't going to work. So um, this beer, surprise, surprise, it's in the uh, uh, brown bottle. And what comes out of it is very, uh, it's very light. It's yes. almost a uh, golden color. And um, the head that I got off it was not a, not a big one. It's tiny bubbles inside of it. Um, but it's, the best way to describe it is tastes like Modelo. Yeah. It's definitely a different flavor from the... Uh, it's a good taco from, beer. From the Lowenbrow, uh, which probably is more to do with the, the malting that they have. Because right. it's sort of a... I'm going to use my uh, uh, biscuity. I just like saying biscuity. Yeah, I get biscuits in that a little bit. And it's it's hoppier. It's not as sweet as the, uh, as the Lowenbrow. 
Now, the Lone Brow is definitely a sweet beginning. Yeah. And I don't mean like sweet. Sweet. Dude, what's mine say? Sweet. sweet. What's mine say? Dude, what's mine say? Sweet. <laughs> the stupidest thing ever written. <laughs> what was that from? Dude, where's my car? Okay, I, I never saw that. got tattoos on their back. I never, oh. And one said sweet and one said dude. <laughs> so it's like, what's mine say? Sweet. What's mine say? Dude, what's mine say? <laughs> who's on first? It's basically the who's on first of the aughts. They're making another. They're making another version of that film for some stupid reason. Hasn't Ashton Kutchner or whatever his name is grown up yet? Nope. Okay. So why would why would we want Bohemia? Want to get a good fair food pairing? Uh, I think this would be a food pairing beer. Um, this would, like I said, tacos would go good with this beer. Um, Any sort of spicy cuisine, definitely. A nice mole, a chicken mole sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I can imagine <clears throat> like some chicken. Um, some chicken skewers. Yeah, I had a, I had a somebody get back to me on my uh, one of the beers I like to bash, Corona, uh, saying motor. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't. If <laughs> no, I know, I don't. Not. I've got a degree and don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, you know, if you're in Mexico and you've got fresh Corona and it's hot and you're on the beach, that beer is dialed right into what you want. You can put ships in the bottle, right? <laughs> you can skip your pager. I've you, seen that. You ad. can hang. You can hang out with the chick, and she'll give you a beer while you're swinging in your hammock. So but it's, no, it's, it's dialed it's, in. It's it's back to this is this. Pardon me. This is a beer you'd like in this climate. It's a context beer. So that's why it, that's why in a lot of the warmer climates around the world, you have lager pilsner breweries. Right. You don't want an imperial stout in uh, in Thailand when well, it's 110. Just like, you, just like you don't want an IPA. And uh, as much as I like the style, by the <clears throat> when it's when it's 100 degrees outside or even 80 degrees, that beer just doesn't doesn't sit right. A couple of years ago, uh, I was up at the Oregon Brewers Festival, and a friend of mine was the beer that he was pouring samples of was the old Rasputin uh, Imper- Imperial Russian Stout. Oh, from, that, went, that went well, didn't it? From uh, the same place as Prankster, um, North Coast Brewing mm-hmm. in Fort Bragg, California. And I think the North Coast stuff, their beer should be pretty easy to find at a bigger, where better beers are sold, however you, however you want to say that. Um, but if we remember, the Russian Imperial Stout is 10 11%, jet black, heavy, Taste of alcohol, rich, big, thick beer, and it was about a hundred degrees. <laughs> and he was working it like a sideshow barker, trying to get people to come over and take a sample of that I beer. Bet. It was yeah, that yeah. whole that whole put a fork in it thing. Yeah, that joke would be like, dude, put a fork in it. Well, there was a. Um, I'm going to call out the uh, the Brewing Network show with uh, Pete Slosberg of uh, Pete's Wicked Ale, and he had a really good observation. And he called it the, uh, if you take a look at the map of the United States, and he called it the good bread line. And you could draw a line from Washington, D.C. to San Diego. Okay. Everywhere north of that line, you can find bakeries that make good bread. Oh, right. Little artisanal bakeries. South of it, unique bread is hard to find. Right, no, and I, there could be little pockets here and there. Right. but And, and it's, it's temperature, it's climate it yeah. may be too humid it may be too hot it may be uh that the air is is wrong yeah i mean you're gonna get a lot of places where i mean i i would think atlanta's got brew pubs and stuff like that i'm not thinking i want an imperial stout uh-uh. at at a brew pub in atlanta nope um and there are a lot of places where you just want to sit out and sip sip good light crisp golden beer <laughs> part of me <laughs> John, what'd you have for dinner last night? <laughs> I had a waffle for breakfast. Oh, you had a waffle. <laughs> that was weird because it was basically this big multi waffle. Yeah. And I'm drinking a bitter American with it. And uh, I don't think I'm gonna have that combination again. I talk ha- about talk about mismatched food pairing. Oh, you want beer and food? You know what I had for breakfast <clears throat> yesterday? You know what? 
uh, lentils. Uh, Which just sound wrong. Oh, no. No. This rocked. No, but lentil by the word lentil, there was a movie called Lentil. No, that was Yentl. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the stupidest. Like, I don't even want to eat something named Lentil. The lentils were perfect. On top of it was roast pork belly Mm, and two fried eggs. It was magnificent. Wow. Did Eddie make that for you? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like thinking, who would, who, and who? What would, place <laughs> in San Francisco would have pork belly, lentil, and fried egg on the <laughs> breakfast menu? Oh, to Eddie, he yes. rules. <laughs> Gotta toast that properly. Yes, I just walked in and I said, Susie, what, what do you suggest for breakfast? She goes, This is gonna sound weird, but we got lentils, pork belly, and fried egg, and I go. Pork belly. I'm all over that. Got to get Eddie on the show. He would we have... both drank at the same time again, John. Um, you know, we need to have a little red and green lights or hold up a little signal. I just have to pay attention to that. I'm getting better at this whole thing. <laughs> this is our 11th episode, by the way. Is it? 11? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What are we going to do for the 21st? We're going to have our show at the 21A. Hey. Everyone's invited. Um, 20 couple of speaking of invited, everyone's invited to... City Beer on April the 22nd. Ah. Um, that's a Sunday. One o'clock is our showtime. And uh, we're, we're pretty g- sure the 22nd isn't Easter. We had, <laughs> well, we were supposed to have the show there today, and Craig was all excited. He was like, cool, you guys, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. And then we got an email from Mrs. Beer, City Beer Store, and City Beer Store said no you can't have it we're closed for easter sometimes women are more attentive to detail craig was excited about it he was like hey that sounds like a fun time (laughs) Doing doing a recording in my store yep and uh, she was like no you're not gonna do a recording in my show sweetie you forgot it's it's easter bunny day it's chocolate rabbit day it's when he walks out of the cave and sees his shadow (laughs) that's why easter bunnies are hollow they represent the cave that Jesus was in. <laughs> he sees his shadow. We're sorry if we're offending anybody. He sees his shadow, and if he sees his shadow, there's seven more weeks of winter. Uh, so that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so but, City Beer, uh, next two weeks. Next two week weeks. I'm in Las Vegas for for this crazy thing that... I don't and, know. and I don't know how to work the mouse, and John won't let me do a show by myself. Well, so. no, we're gonna we'll have a show. We'll make something up. We'll make something up. Well, we have there's stuff. We, in the, we can cut together the best yeah, of. There's there's <laughs> stuff in the can. There's the third hour of uh, of Epiphany and Now. Yes, which is okay. Everyone was writing in saying you guys need to be more wrecked on the show. Okay, but the yeah. third hour of <laughs> Epiphany <laughs> Now is that show. <laughs> uh, there's. Um, there's the the drunk kid on the train. The drunk kid on the train. There's your interview with Milo. <laughs> my, there's my interview with Milo, and well, we have the recess. Uh, we have recess. Coming oh, true. Up. So there's a bunch of stuff in the can, ready for uh, ready for uh, backup day. I just call it the day that John's out doing important work. things. Other it is I, it is work. It is work. John is going to Vegas for work. John doesn't gamble. I'm not. I'm going to Vegas because I have to go. Because uh, I'm becoming. I you know you're this, a guru, aren't well, you? Well, this other show that I'm on, and it it takes a lot more time than beer school to produce. Basically, have to read because they have actual facts that they there's on facts the show. and checking and all that. <laughs> so there's there's basically five hours of work that I have to do just in prepping for the material. Uh-huh. and then so with that with that in mind. Going to Vegas means basically pr- uh, prowling around on the show floor, going to press stuff, seeing all this stuff, and then doing the blah, blah, blah at the end of the day. But you're going to totally pimp Beer School whenever you're... Every single day. I'm wearing a Beer School shirt while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> um, and I'll just be here. We're having... Uh, I'm having uh, two international beer experts from London uh, come into town. I'm totally missing that. <laughs> yeah, can... you leave when Chris and Jen are here, right? Yeah. 
you know, Gates Renovation still hasn't found any new carpenters or project managers. That's Gates you know, Renovation. They're going to ask. Out. They're going to ask for their their sponsorship money back. <laughs> I, don't think the, I don't think there is any of that. Uh, didn't they buy us a beer? They bought you a beer. And I don't think Nils even bought me a beer. Bastard. Punk. Um, <laughs> so, um, if, you know, I, I, as I said earlier, um, we're trying to figure out around the country what beers people can get. So we're not just going, yeah, we got this great beer. We got this great beer that came from this place. We got this amazing yeah. thing. Um, we were hanging out at the uh, 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 last night, and he had the. <coughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yes, the uh, you know just constant cargo planes landed SFO with special beer just for us. That's how. That's, that's why how, we're excited about the city beer project. Yes, but if uh, we could take suggestions from people who uh, want to toss us a beer, we should try and find from. Uh, we have requests. Yes, they want us to do Canadian beers, eh? A. Eh? Well, the Sapporo was a Canadian beer. It's Canadian beer. So was the uh, uh, the uh, so was the I was going to say the Modelo, but that's not right. No, Molson, Moosehead, Labatt's. All those beers were named, and then all the good stuff out of Mon- the place in Montreal, the brew pub in Mon- the brewery in Mon- mm-hmm. Montreal. And then uh, I've never been to Vancouver. I haven't either been to vancouver washington road trip road trip yeah, vancouver road trip. washington is where you end up if you miss the last exit in portland <laughs> so homework yes i'm gonna put the big old pause here because i don't know what the homework is yeah i gotta figure it out oh what was that joke uh oh yeah go ahead a bear walks into a bar the bartender says, what are you having? And the bear says, I'd like a... Beer. Bartender says, what's with the big paws? He goes, my dad had big paws. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell that one to the kids. <laughs> bear walks into a bar. And I think that works really well on radio, too. Uh, you know, it's... There's the other... My other favorite bear joke, but we're trying to stay clean on this show, so we I won't are. tell and, that one. And the other... There's the other joke that I love to tell, because you can actually tell this joke over the phone, and the, and the punchline ends, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll tell that... No, that, that requires... Send us an email. And I'll, send me an email, and I'll I'll tell you. I'll give you the uh, the the bear and the bunny joke. What, what is your email motor? It's motor at beerschool dot com. I'm John at beerschool dot com. We actually have a new phone number too. Do yes, we? We have a new phone number. I am going to read the phone number to you. Right I was going to say I am. Those aren't numbers. No, those aren't numbers. Those are letters. What is our phone number spelled? Do you, have you figured it's, that out yet? Yeah, it spells beer, but with. My brother-in-law's cell phone is like 603 beer. How cool is that? So our phone number is this. It's 206-337-1233. One, two, three, three. Yeah. And the 1233 three actually would spell beer B. if there was but it's one two it's like it's 1b. It's <laughs> One two three three. Yeah, one two three three would be nothing. Uh, it it's one two C. It's C E. It's nothing C E E. No, it's or C E D. No, it's nothing. It's nothing B E. Oh, bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Bed. Bed. Wow. Anyway, the free <laughs> phone number thingy didn't. Uh, didn't actually have beer in any meaningful thing. Wow. I think somebody bought, already got all the beers out of it. And, you know, uh, we might even tape your phone call into the show and answer your question. Yeah, drunk dialing. Um, as drunk di- That's <clears throat> it. Get loaded and call us. There you go. That's the homework. Okay. Because that's how they do it in grown-up radio anyway. When they exactly. say they're taking calls live on the air, they're not. 
Exactly. They're taking the calls during the break and then they play back the recording right. and answer. So your the homework is your homework is to drunk dial beer school, two oh six three three seven one two three three. Excellent. I like that homework. And send us coasters and tell us about beer and uh tell us what you want us to drink other than uh things that we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what was I saying? I'm I'm like calling out everybody. This, like John, you're high on waffle. 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 No. I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also uh, it's also travel season coming up. It's travel season. And uh, if you guys want hints on where to find places, uh, we could either uh, post a couple of links to good resources for. Uh, pub guides on the website or maybe we could talk about them on a future show we can do that um yeah that takes a bit of research to make sure that that works but i do know that you know in my own i'm in a new place where do i go um that there are amazing resources for this can't beat the olive garden yes you can oh they're never gonna be a sponsor now like that (laughs) portland beer uh, the, there's a uh, it's a link on the the website. Uh huh. It's just Portland beer. Celebrator's good. The all Celebrator's the different good. geographic like Southeast Beer News and Northwest Beer News and oh, you know what's so cool? What I'm on the cover of the Celebrator this month. Oh, that's true. I forgot to talk about this before. <laughs> it's so amazing, I'm John. Like, you can you don't have to say you forgot to talk about. It. You were saving the best for the end of the show. That's right. No, I forgot to talk about it until now. What's the celebrator? Celebrate, let, me inter- okay. let me interview you on it. So the celebrator. <clears throat> oh, he coughs and he's trying to open a beer bottle. So and he's celebra- got the question tossed to him and he's just letting it hang there. Oh, I'm sorry. The celebrator <laughs> is, um, a northern. It started off as a Northern California or as a California guide to microbrews it's a bruise paper it's a bruise paper and tom daldorf i was gonna say deer doll but that's not it tom daldorf made this uh and he's kept it going as you know for well it's 20 years now 23 years it's many years anyway the thing is an amazing resource so it started off just as california and it's expanded to cover really specific areas um, LA scene is covered. Um, Texas is covered. Portland, Seattle. They tried to have stuff from all around the country. Yeah, they and it's it really is a United States thing. Although they have covered um, other events that have happened around the around in um, other parts of the world. Yeah, they also they 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 try to cover it all, um, but because it's based here. You get a lot more detail of the nitty gritty, and a lot of the the other things are like long. I wouldn't say travelogues, but it's it's more of an overview. Where here, it's like the yeah. the day to day of what's happening at this festival or that festival, and um, it started out as a little a little newsprint thing, and now it's a big glossy, uh, probably what seventy page thing. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's not even that. It's fifty pages. Okay, it's fifty pages. Um, and it has, and it's got John on the cover. <clears throat> yeah, you can see me on the cover. Um, <laughs> so a couple of things that I like about this is one is that they have the breweries listed in the back. Yes. Um, so they have the address and the phone number right there. They're not uh, no one resource, whether it's on the internet or any of the beer newspapers, I've ever found to be to have a hundred percent of everything. But Celebrator is good because they've got a national reach on their on their lists of beer. So one of the other features of this thing that I really like is this uh, CBN. Yes, the blind tasting the panel. The blind tasting panel. And they actually, so the panel this time was uh, Jay Brooks, Tom Daldorf, uh, Paul Marshall, who's a beer judge. I met him oh. at um, one of the events uh, at the... Just make it up. Whatever. The bistro thing. The bistro thing, exactly. <laughs> no, that's where I met him. And uh, Pete Slosberg. Oh, excellent. And Jay is, we've got Jay's uh, beer blog linked on the site, yeah. right? Yeah, brookston.org um, is on there. Anyway, so they're they're doing Pilsners this time. And so we've had <clears throat> two of the Pilsners on this show. Uh, Trumer Pills, which they gave a full glass. Yes. So it's a glass with stars in it. 
to five star glass. Five star glass, and uh, we have I've had Lagunitas pills, but haven't had them on the show. They said it's four. Uh huh. And then uh, Pilsner Urkel. Excellent. Which we liked lots. They said three. Uh huh. Calling it uh, light nose of malt and herbal aromas. See these guys; they actually know the proper beer words. Bright gold color and thick white head, which we kind of called out on the on the uh, low and brow. It's not having a big head. Uh, what else? Soft and rich, with a little creaminess and some tartiness too, but surprisingly flat. Hot, <laughs> sounds like hot, a girl I harsh, went out with. Hops with a long lingering finish. Anyway, they use a <coughs> lot of verbs. They do. Are, well, they use the official words. They do. Well, you know, here's the thing. All those guys have been um, judges on various beer panels. They've they've probably gone through most of the BJCP training. I bet people send uh, Tom Daldorf beer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he tells him to. He's like, send me beer. Ah, uh, that's how it happens. Yeah, exactly. That's how it happens. So, let's see. Got the homework covered. Did Got that. another beer poured. Did the uh, did the readings of everything. Told the kids what the phone number was. I think, uh, I think we're about to the end. Are we? Well, you know, from a, from a talking about... Unless we want to talk more about this... From a Bohemia beer. No, I think I think uh, I think we've come as far as we can come today. We're at the end of the road. It was a short road today. Short road. Well, we're nearly there anyway. <laughs> Sometimes you go to the store and you just can't find what you're looking for. Oh, I'm really bugged about that. Maybe John had a great plan put together, but we're going to figure that out. And we're going to do this later. We're still going to do. You know what? We should. If I figure, if I find the beer, I'll make that my quest. Okay. If we find the beer, we'll record that show. Okay. We'll do it before before I go to Vegas. Excellent. And then uh, we can maybe do that at the brewery and have more people. More people? I hate people. You do not <laughs> hate people. You hate the guy who made the end go away. That's true. <laughs> there is no end in Muni. There is no end in Muni. Uh... <laughs> All right. On that note... I'm Motor. I'm John Foster. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to do? I've watched the streetcar go by. There are not many people on it. I wish that that ran more often. And it'll be interesting when we walk out the front door and see how many people are in the ballpark. Because it seems really quiet. Yes. The, the game, game started. Yeah. 25 minutes ago. Yeah. Hmm. I hate the hellos. <laughs> <clears throat> I was in, when I was in L.A. Yes. I was sitting at the bar, and um, the Giants were playing the bums in their town. Yes. Um, but I didn't have a ticket, and I really didn't want to go to Bum Stadium. This the uh, Chavez Ravine? Yeah. Because, you know, while we complain about the end being just dis- disappeared uh-huh. if i lived there lived there that would be the you know here's this little corridor this little siphon right. this little siphon of, of road between this big space and this big space they need more siphon they need you know bigger pipe <laughs> and then they put a baseball stadium right there in the middle of it right dorks anyway so I was, and LA's got a decent expanding transit system, it is, but it doesn't go anywhere near Dodger Stadium. No, right, and that's the big failure of that. If yeah. they actually had a transit system that dropped people off at the stadium, then you know you'd have at least a chance to get there. Anyway, so I was <clears throat> I was down in LA for a friend's birthday, and uh, she lives out on the on the west side, and. Uh, I was talking to some of her friends, and I'm sort of a big transit geek. So that day, I had driven into the, the Koreatown part of L.A., which is sort of one of the neighborhoods east of downtown, which is around where the subway goes. And I got on the subway and rode all around on the subway and went downtown and got some great tacos at the Grand Central Market. And a uh, friend said, what, what have you been doing while you're down here? Well, I took the subway into downtown. What? We have what? a subway? Yeah. It's actually, <laughs> the subway is part of uh, the second Predator movie. Is it? Yeah, oh. they they actually use that as a big thing. A lot of people are like, "There's a subway," because at the big the big ending of the 
of the uh, the movie, the subway comes crashing out of the. I remember that. Yeah. And then there's also the movie about the bus. Speed. <sighs> Speed. <laughs> Stupidest movie ever. When it jumped from one big beam to the other big beam, yeah. that was like, okay. First off, the speedometer would instantly read zero. Right. So the bus would have blown up in the middle of that. Because <laughs> the speedometer is not based on, <clears throat> it's based on the wheels, not the... You know, the actual speed. Not I believe that. electronic ones now are based somewhere in the drivetrain. Yeah. But, yeah, in older ones, it's based on the wheels. Yeah, and so that was an older bus. And yeah. so here's, so, like, uh, what, did you, <clears throat> what did you do? Have a GPS thing that was showing speed? Because then you can't rely on that either. Anyway, so back to my L.A. story. Yes. So I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm cheering for the Giants. I'm like, what are you swinging at that thing, you know? Uh, um, you know, or they get a hit, and I'm like, "Yeah, go!" And, and these guys are, you know, obviously Dodger fans, and they're like, "Dude, you're cheering for the wrong team." I'm like, "Guys, <clears throat> I'm cheering for the correct team." I pulled out my <laughs> wallet, and I gave him my driver's license, and I said, "Here, here, it's- I'm allowed to cheer for the Giants <laughs> because it says right here that's my home team." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you're a true fan." And they bought, then they're like, well, your money's no good here. Excellent. And so they bought me beers. <laughs> and uh, I was actually. What sort of delicious beer did they buy you? Um, well, let's see. I was sitting. Bless you. I'm sorry. The trees are trying to kill me. The, uh, I was having, um, I was at, of all places, BJ's. And I was drinking Piranha. Which was the closest thing that they had to an IPA. Yeah, they call it their IPA, don't they? No, it's oh, they don't. the closest thing. It's basically a big hoppy beer. And uh, we no. need to get we need to get in the uh, beer school van and go down to uh, to BJ's at Tan Ferran so you can relive your glory days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It'll be just like there only here. Yes. In Tan Ferran. You have to drive there. You have You're to probably drive. Bart there, because Tan Ferran's no, at can, the San Bruno Bart, Bart station. There. We can we could get on we could get on the T <laughs> and then go to Bart, and then we could go to the BJ's. So we could also take the other train and go to Fresno, and go to BJ's. We could also take a sailboat and go to Foster City because there's a BJ's at uh, Fashion Island. Although I don't think it's called Fashion Island anymore. Not, I was shocked. I looked on the BJ's. You can't sail to, to Fashion Island. You can if you uh, jump your boat over the levee on... Speed 3. <laughs> no, I... Speed 3. Come on, I'm old. Uh, live and let die, James Bond. One of my favorite James Bonds. It really offends true efficient, uh, true James Bond aficionados that live and let die is one of my favorite well, James no, Bond. They're all like, that's Roger Moore. <laughs> That was the first Roger Moore. Yeah. And it was a very well-made film because they still had all of the old, they had all the old writers and all the old, um, you know, everybody was in place. And it was a complete extravaganza. <clears throat> it was. And uh, Guns N' Roses did a nice cover of that. That's right. They did. We're not going to end on that because I, you know what, I will put <laughs> Country Dick Montana at the end of my. I'm not putting Guns N' Roses. I'm not putting GNR there. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not going down with a ship for GNR. <laughs> uh, you know, and I would say that uh, Man with the Golden Gun. Yes. Which was two Bond films after was was a film that I very much... It was really the first Bond film that I got to see in the theater by myself. Um, my father went with me, of course. That was a Sean Connery one, right? No, it was Roger Moore. It was Roger Moore? Yeah, Mr. Scaramanga. Okay. The guy had three nipples. Yes, I remember that. And uh, had the had the dingiest of all of the Bond babes ever. Good night. Good night. <laughs> what was Ian thinking? I don't know. I do not know. So it's travel. Look at this weather. It's get out of town season. It is get out of town season. Well, you're going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. I'm not happy about that. Oh. 
for work. It's going to cost a lot of freaking money. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it, though. I do, actually, I do know a couple of things. Gonna, well, you're going to take your Sharpie and put beerschool.com in all the bathrooms, right? Exactly. Behind the stalls. <laughs> so when you, like, close the thing, it says, you know, listen to beerschool.com. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to hang out with Push Eject. Excellent. He's going for the same reason that I'm going. Because he has to. Because he has to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that'll be fun. Cool. Go to the go to the uh, Hofbrau House. That's one of the other Munich breweries that I always forget. Hofbrau. Oh yeah. And the Hofbrau built their uh, built themselves a, a Hofbrau replica in Vegas, right kitty corner to the Hard Rock. I'm um, not a Vegas fan. I've been twice. Once for a bachelor party. Once for a football game. And as long as you stay out at the Hard Rock and off the Strip, you can have a pretty good time because there's Gordon Beers right there. There's the Hofbrau Brewery, and there's uh, the Hard Rock's a nice a nice casino. Right on. Right well, on. Well, I know that my friend Alberta Straub is... That's a name. Isn't that a name? It's kind of like another name, which is just as cool. Amaker Bullwinkle. <laughs> or Vern Lundquist. <laughs> he was the commentator. He's the commentator on the 17th hole at the Masters today. This is back when I was working in a large Silicon Valley company. And... Uh, this, <laughs> This new this guy, it was his first day on the on the job on the job. He's looking through the bug base because he's a tester and he's learning all the bugs and he goes, What the hell is an amaker bullwinkle? <laughs> <laughs> and Amaker walks into his cube and goes, I'm the hell with that uh, amaker bullwinkle. And you know, she's she's this I don't know, like rock star personality person and You'd have set to be him, with set him straight. Right Amaker. Right. Amaker. How do you spell that? A M A K A M A C K E R. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Alberta Straub is running the party for for us that we're throwing at uh, in Vegas. It's on Sunday. That wasn't us. If the microphones picked that up, that's uh, <laughs> on Sunday. And uh, she's doing a new video podcast. Uh, that's about mixed drinks. Ah. And I would say that she's probably one of the top 10 bartenders in the world for, uh, for making, for making cocktails out of, out of crazy stuff. That's just my phone. Oh, cool. And, uh, she's going to, she's actually wants to be on the show. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know what I say? Our policy should be on women who want to be on the show. They should yes, be on the show. Yes, they should be on the show. Especially <laughs> if they want to be on the show. <laughs> we almost did it again. I'll keep talking. I'm holding my beer in my hand. Oh, I'll no, keep this talking. Is the after show. We can do that drink and talk thing. <laughs> so, so go ahead and talk. Bear, walk, go ahead and... bear walks into a bar. Bear walks into a bar. <laughs> Why the long pause? Why the big pause? Why the big pause? You have to get your adjective correct oh, to make the right. joke to to extract the maximum funniness from the joke. <laughs> the maximum funniness from the joke. What else do we have going on here? Celebrator, City Beer. We could read the whole entire list of all the stuff that we're going to do. Oh, we got brilliant Bob Coleman ideas. is going to be on the show. What it, beer, small business, and what it means for your town. We're going to inspire somebody who doesn't have any good beer around to either open their own bar or start brewing. We even wrote the name of that show. It's called Brewing a Local Economy. Ah, you're good at show names. So... No, and that, then there's, you that, know, for all the fans, we are going to have Rockstar Bartender on again. Because we, <laughs> for all those people who posted that oh. that's the worst show, oh, oh you're getting a herb. <laughs> She's back. Yeah, the, request, the request was this. You guys don't get wrecked enough. That was, that was the email that I got. And I was like, you guys don't get wrecked enough on the show. You sound the same in the beginning as you do at the end. I'm like, okay, well, you got to listen to. because we're professional. you got to listen to the Brewing Network show then because <laughs> that goes for three hours. Yeah. And you can be slurring and making up words all you want at the end of that show. <laughs> Augustina Baruna. Augustina Baruna, the, the queen of Egyptian brewing or something. <laughs> goddess of Egyptian brewing. Goddess, of course, goddess. Yeah. And I'm surprised that the BN has not made... Uh, t-shirts that would be www.thebrewingnetwork.com exactly uh, they have t-shirts they do we have t-shirts now i'm gonna get a rugby shirt made for beer school we have um we have uh, uh uh i dropped off the logo 
Excellent. So we'll have shirts soon. Um, and uh, they go with the requests of everyone that, the, that wants them to not, to not be. To, <laughs> no, they, they don't want them. They wanted them to be black and they didn't want them to be white. And I'm like, okay, well, we won't do white shirts. So um, the first round is not going to be white, though. I mean, black. It's going to be beer color. What kind of beer? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the shirt yet. Because, <laughs> you know, as we've learned at Beer School so far, beer can come in different colors. That's right. The Pantone book is over there. Forgot to call it out. And I'm not going to open another loan, brow. Some bomb is going to be really excited <laughs> this no, I afternoon. Think I think we're going to put them over there. Okay. In the in the uh, in the in the uh, t- the beers to be had later. Oh, speaking of having later. Yes. Oh my gosh, I talked to Sean O this afternoon. Yes. So remember the show that we did? What's in Nico's fridge? Yeah. We have that one better. What's in Sean's fridge? What's in Sean's fridge? It's actually Sean and Nico's fridge. It is. It's Sean and Nico's fridge, but it's basically what's in the Twenty First Amendment's fridge. Oh. It's going to be a hundred bucks. Can we can we do it from the, inside yeah. the brewery? Yeah, we're doing it from inside the brewery. So that might require a video camera too. Yeah, I think so. Well, just for the setup, not for the whole thing, just to go. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll we'll, we'll have a video camera there. But anyway, it's a hundred bucks. It's going to be like twenty people at the most. Uh huh. Not a lot of people because not that we're, many people can. We're going to dine Henry the Eighth style. We're going to dine Henry the Eighth style, and we're going to. So it's it, I'm it, I'm speechless and I'm stuttering. I'm so excited. <laughs> Golden Doom from three years ago. Excellent. Um, we're getting back. Oh, we're in the after show. So the person who complains that they can't get all this beer everywhere. Well, a flight, a flight of barley wine from two thousand seven six five four. Three. I'm glad the floor is tiled and there's a drain in the middle and a hose if we're doing a f- these beers. It's five. It's a five year retrospective of barley wine. Um, Christmas beer from however many years ago. Um, let's see. What was that crazy? Uh, there's going to be newborn IPA. Oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I that remember was that. Inspired. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> you were just looking at me, and I didn't have anything uh, else to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. We're done. Anyway. It'll be interesting to see how the mic performs under those extreme conditions. I don't think an RE20 was made for a bird. <laughs> I, what else do we have to say? I think our batteries are worn down. Done. Hey, kid. Give me some more double A's. <laughs> Excellent. 